Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Chris Lee and Max Bohr here to do power rankings for SEC Hoops. We are about a weekend. We are excited. We have opinions. We are going to share those with you. I'm sure we'll get some disagreement here, so leave your feedback in the channel. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. A reminder, these are sponsored by Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling. College basketball here as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL all in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips. With both desktop and mobile access at any time, at the Bet Online today, remember to use our promo code Believe. That is B L E A V for your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, we start at the bottom in our power rankings, and I, I think there was a debate between two teams here. Probably LSU at fourteen. LSU took a bad loss, and I'm going to go ahead and tease it. Vanderbilt at 13, just so we can discuss them both at once. Okay. I think Vanderbilt's loss to Presbyterian might have been a little worse than a loss to Nickel State, but my goodness, if we're having that conversation in week one, you're not off to a good start. Where I think we differentiated a little bit is that Vanderbilt was without two starters in Van Allen Lubin and Tyron Lawrence, who's a preseason second team all SEC player. So, not a lot to be pleased with if you're those fan bases. LSU was behind all game, went ahead at the end, and then gave up a shot with one to two seconds left to, to lose that game to Nichols. But uh, anyway, yeah, but both these teams starting off the season in places where you do not want to be, Max. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a little bit more optimism around Vandy just because, of, like you said, some of the best players aren't there, so you have that optimism that insert them into the lineup and things will start looking better, as I think they will, uh, because it's looking pretty poor right now. Um, but we knew this about Vandy. We knew they were very top-heavy. Uh, we, we said all offseason, we said, you know, with that backcourt of Mannion and, and Lawrence, they can compete with anyone. Well, you cut that in half, in the better half, in my opinion, and that changes a lot of things. And then take out your two best front court players. So I'm not... Just park the brakes on the Vandy slander just because it's hard to really take away too much when you don't know what they're going to look like full strength. Um, but LSU, mm. uh, yeah, uh, out-rebounded by Nickel State is is, is not going to cut it. I mean, you're down 20. You go down 20 to Nickel State, and you're not, not going to win many of those games. Um, I, I think this team really, really needed uh, a waiver for – their point guard transfer, uh, Jalen Cook. Yeah. Just needed it. And they don't have that, and it's it's showing. Uh, the offense looks very patchy. Uh, they don't have – I thought Will Baker was, you know, maybe going to be a little bit better than I thought. Maybe not. Not really sure what I'm getting from this front court. It's just looking like much of the same from last year. What are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, Matt McMahon did not set the world on fire 
with his his first season. I think they went and got Jordan <laughs> Wright, uh, but but I mean they got some good transfers a year ago. I'm 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 starting to have a few questions. It's it's very yeah. early, but it it's not it's not the way you want to start the season after a complete obliteration of I think Mississippi Valley State. Maybe that was some overconfidence. Maybe that will resolve in time. But uh, boy, Max, you gave us a good segue to the next spot. Waivers. <laughs> oh. I to you the Ole Miss Rebels oh. who would uh, would like a couple waivers of their boy that is that is some ugly offense they are playing in Oxford so far but again we have have a reason why but uh, yeah if they don't get some some guys cleared then then Chris Beard is going to have his work cut out yeah uh, as the viewers know I was very high on Ole Miss much higher than most were um even with the waivers out, um, I still like them a good amount. I trusted Chris Beard. I still do. You know, it's very early, and I think he's got a lot of things to correct. Um, he's one of the best coaches in the country. But, man, Matt Morrell starting, what is it, one of 11 from three this year? That's not going to yeah. cut it. Um, they've lost the rebounding battle in both games to <laughs> very inferior opponents. Um, and that's a little bit of like the the give and take you get with Jamarian Sharp. You have that elite rim protection, but you don't really get a back to the basket post offense, and you don't really get much rebounding out of him either because he struggles to catch the ball. Um, and he doesn't have this this big strong base like a Kalkbrenner or someone does to to be able to box out these big strong guys. He's very skinny and lengthy. Um, so you get that rim protection, you lose the post scoring. Um, I think this team is going to start to click a little bit better as TJ Caldwell starts playing more than than Juju Murray. Have a bit of a taller lineup. Help with the rebounding, help with the the no middle defense, but yeah, man, this offense um outside of Flanagan, it is looking rough right now. Just get used to a dogfight every time you tune into Ole Miss. It's it's not going to be pretty. Yeah, Flanagan had 29 his last Career time. High. So he's he is adjusting well from transferring from Auburn. Okay, a number 11, South Carolina. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time here. We we broke down South Carolina for several minutes in our, our recap video that we also did on Tuesday. So Gamecock fans, if you want a little bit more on your team, you can go there. But I think the big takeaway, they had a couple layup games, which is we have already discussed. That's not a given in this league right now. But the Virginia Tech game, Mike Young is a really good offensive coach. I, I, did, I had questions that Carolina would be able to outscore a team like that, but this is a team with a lot of guys played a lot of ball and Carolina's three and after winning that game for its second win. I mean, well, Hey, put it this way. Preseason, I would group South Carolina and LSU pretty similarly down there at the bottom. Not right now, you know, so that's just, just view it in, in terms of that, you know, preseason to how it's looking now, South Carolina fans, you got a team, you know, you, you, the, the transfers are translating, Lamont Paris is looking like he's got these guys playing uh, a South Carolina brand of basketball. BJ Max very physical. Um, so, hey, don't take too much from it because the opponents have not been all too that great. Virginia Tech's supposed to have a bit of a down year. But, hey, much better situation than last year, put it mm -hmm. that way. Virginia Tech probably an NIT-type team uh, yeah. based on where they were picked preseason. But still still a good one for a team that, that struggled a, a year one. ago and finished, yes. I think, 200s in Ken Palm, so this is this is going to be progress so far. We'll take it. Okay. Uh, another team that made progress, Georgia. Uh, Max will be honest. After watching that Oregon game, 
I I just thought, boy, this might be a team that really struggles. I thought even at home, Wake Forest would give Georgia some problems. I just didn't know if Georgia had enough scoring punch. And 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 look, maybe it maybe it doesn't. You know, 64-54 went over North Carolina Central last time out, although maybe that was just a, you know, you got a big win, you've got a big game coming up against Miami, the the letdown in between. But I, I was really pleased for Mike White's team that it beat Wake Forest, that that's a win that it needed in November. And so the Bulldogs now improved the two and one after getting two wins since that Oregon loss. Yeah, and, and you know what you have to remember is Oregon's a good team. They've had they've they've been down the past year, mm-hmm. year a few years actually ever since uh, the Pritchard Duarte team left, but they're back. They got a great front court with Biddle and Dante. Got some good freshmen. So Oregon's a good team, and and for Georgia to st- hang with them was. I know the spread was close, but hey, that was a that was a decent result, you know. For they got out rebounded a lot, but they showed we're not just going to get ran over. My problem with this Georgia team is still the rebounding. Yeah, they got out rebounded by NC Central, and if you watched that game, that NC Central Georgia game, you didn't you know you didn't just look at the box score. You really watched it. This team struggles, man. They struggle in the paint. NC Central was was taking it to them a little bit with offensive rebounding. They they had more offensive rebounds. It's like I'm watching it, and I'm like, man, like when you have Russell Chiwa out there, and you got Jalen Deloach, and you have oversized guards with a six-seven Melendez and stuff. I'm like, why is this team struggling to rebound against NC Central? You know, so that's my only thing with this team. I think they'll figure out the scoring. Thomason had his 20-point game against Wake. They have some pop. Abdul Rahim looks looks like he's, you know, really refined his his shooting touch. So I'm not too worried about the offense. I'm worried about the rebounding. I don't know why yeah. this team isn't rebounding. Yeah, see, seeing Thomason bounce back like that uh, after a slow start was was good to see. That gave yeah. me a little more hope for them. All right, now, he, Max, here's a team I don't know what to do with at the moment because a, a game and a half in, it's feeling really good about Missouri. Dennis Gates, uh, we had our buddy Gabe DeArman on the show last week to talk football, asked him a couple of basketball questions. He said they thought this team was better than last year's. I would pump the brake on that right now because – Boy, the, the scoring the last three halves of basketball just had not been there. And you know that is going to be Missouri's hallmark under Dennis Gates. A 68-50 to 50 win over SIU Edwardsville and then a 70-55 to 55 point loss to Memphis in which they got – let me look this up. They got outscored 44-22 at half. I trust Dennis Gates to, to, to do better than this, but uh, we, we got some questions about this team three games in now. Yeah, this is what I'll say. For Vandy, for Mizzou, for Kentucky, maybe a little bit of uh, Mississippi State, just like don't go too hard with the reactions because they're missing some pieces and the rotation is getting kind of experimented with in these early games. No Vanover, John Tanjay injury. Uh, you lose an NBA, a few NBA guys with – the, with what they had on the offense last year. So it's like this team, yeah, I wouldn't have liked that uh, that second half against Memphis. You know, would like the offense to look a little bit better. I think Caleb Grill will start to get going a little bit. He's had a little bit of a shooting slump to start the season. He's a good shooter. Um, just give this team some time for some growing pains is all I'm going to say. They've got a test at Minnesota. 
in the non-conference. Then in a few, in two weeks, they got a test at Pittsburgh. You know, let this rotation work itself out. Um, because right now it's a lot of last year's role players all just kind of clumped together, you know, and they're all trying to figure out their role. So I kind of, as Blake would always say, he trusts Dennis Gates here, and I kind of do too. I mean, they looked good for that first half against Memphis. They just kind of had a bad half of basketball. Um, So I'm not trying to react too much. I want to see how Tanjay settles into the lineup. I want to see what they look like once Vanover gets back in. But yes, a few questions here early. All right, number eight, the Florida Gators, one and one so far. Took Virginia to the wire, and Charlotte got beat in that one. I think this is also a team without a major part two. Uh, this is about where I had Florida preseason. I think they've got a chance to be one of the surprise teams of the league, and I, I don't know that I've seen anything so far to really move me off my preseason thoughts on the Gators, Max. Yeah. I, I would agree with you. I don't have too much to add here. You know, they don't have Zion Poland, and he'll, and he'll add something for sure. Veteran guard that has a good assist to turnover ratio that can shoot the rock, give these guards a little spell. Um, I like the little the two big man punch with Samuel and Han Lokton so far. They both look they both look great. Um, hey, Virginia's a good team. Reese Beekman is one of the best defenders in the in the country. Mm-hmm. You know, in the I'm, I'm saying in the country, Reese Beekman is one of the best guard defenders. So hey. You get a good test early, growing pains. I think Florida will be just fine. Okay, we get to number seven. That's Alabama Crimson Tide. I think we might have had them higher in our preseason rankings. Could be wrong. Now, look, if you like offense, Nate Oates and those guys are the team you want to watch. They have scored over 100 their first two games. I think defense is a question that I know Blake has about them, which – is a little reminiscent of, A, what knocked them out of the tournament last year, I think, and and B, uh, what caused them to have a disappointing season two years ago when they could score, but they just didn't get it done on that end and took a first-run exit. Um, I, I'm always going to ride with Nate Oates. I trust him, but that, that's just the kind of the thing to watch is this is going to be a team that I think is going to play a lot of high-scoring games this year. Yeah, if you watched that Indiana State game, like – Indiana State like doesn't play like front court players. They have like they had like a 6'10 freshman that 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 got about 15 20 minutes, but other than that it's like they play like five like six four six six guards. Like Indiana State just does not have any rim protection and it, and it showed. I mean Alabama just did whatever they want. They wanted offensively. Um two inferior opponents. I'm not going to take too much away from it. The offense looks great. The defense looks like it has some questions, kind of what we thought coming into it. Um, I'm just going to be waiting for that game at Ohio State in in two weeks, um, about now week and a half, uh, because Ohio State not too good. It should be a winnable game for Alabama, but the defense should be a little bit uh, should be tested a little bit more. But I mean, you, you can't. It's it's hard to take too much away when they haven't played really anyone. Number six, Auburn. The the Tigers really blew one to Baylor. That they led most of the game. That would have been a great resume win, followed up with a solid win over Southeastern Louisiana, which is okay. I think you're seeing them in some preseason brackets. Max, what do we make of the Tigers a couple of games in? Similar to some other SEC teams, working the rotation out, experimenting with some different players. Um, I'd like to see more Denver Jones and Baker Mazzara. I'm just going to keep saying it. Um, until the you know until the rotation gets gets evened out, You'll see some growing pains with this Auburn team, but with the uh, 
with the experience uh, and whatnot, Aiden Holloway kind of coming on strong here early. He's, look, he's not looking like a normal freshman. He's, he looked he looked good in that that uh that Baylor game. So yeah, I mean Auburn. That we have them sixth, but they look really good to me. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I mean they're breaking a new point guard. There's gonna be some growing pains. They, they play Baylor. Baylor's always gonna just really put you to the test. I, I I didn't have an issue. I mean, yes, you you didn't like the way that game went down, right? D- did that did that change my opinion of of Auburn and the kind of season it could have for the worst? No, it didn't. That's just I agree. That's, you're playing Baylor. So, yep. okay. Now now here's one where I might need to rethink it a little bit. You guys have got them higher than I do, and you might be right. That's Mississippi State at five, and and here's the reason why. Toulouse Smith is not going to be back for a while. And this is the team that I don't remember if they were dead last in the country in three point shooting last year, but they were really close if they weren't. And they, they bring back the same guys and just like, we, we kind of know what these guys can do. Well, no, they've gone out and they've hit what I think at least 10 three pointers in the first two games, which has been a while since state has done that. This is an interesting team. It's an old team. And again, it does not have its best guy. And maybe it's just a small sample size fluke, but this is the team that has shown a far different level that's outside shooting than we've been used to. I'm hoping it's not a fluke because I really like this team. I think similar to Virginia Tech, Arizona State is having a little bit of a down year. I don't think they're going to make the tournament, but still, I love teams. I think there's there's two ways that like really dominant teams win if you dumb it down and that's by outrunning the other team, basically you just, you score more than the other team's going to score. You, you, the offense is too good. Teams like Alabama teams like, you know, Missouri last year, they're just going to outrun you. But then there's teams that like suffocate you like a Tennessee, like a Mississippi state, you know, they just don't give you any space. And man, if you were watching that Arizona state game with that barstool broadcast, and these guys were just amazed by how big, Mississippi State is. They were like, these guys are monsters. I just think they're going to have that bully advantage, that physical advantage in every single game they put. Every game, they are never going to get bullied. So, yeah. I mean, and then Jimmy Bell Jr.'s bullying guys, he's like the second or third string <laughs> center. They brought or him last night or last game, but yeah. You know, so uh, you're, you're only going to get better. Only going to get better for this Mississippi State team. Trey Ford looks great. Yeah, look, looking forward to seeing them. All right, I think the top four, I don't have all our ballots in front of me, but I, I have a feeling we're we're all close on agreement. And, and this one, Kentucky, number four, uh, we, we may look back in the season and say this was a couple spots too low because they've looked tremendous, which you don't necessarily – I mean, you, you know, in terms of talent, Kentucky's got it. But these guys, most of them hadn't played college basketball before. Kentucky, I mean, always got some talent, but the maturity which these guys have played early and the way they defended is what's really been impressive, I think, Max. Hard to take too much of a conclusion away from this team when they don't have three seven-footers um, and plus then a Duthiero in the last game. So, I mean, yeah, the talent's there. They, The players that are playing look good, you know, and Reeves – Hasn't missed a step. Reed Shepard, very good. He's going to be on the floor for 20-plus minutes every game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, big test tonight. Big test tonight yeah. against Kansas. Um, Kansas has got a front court. So, Trey Mitchell is going to be tested. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, so far, so good. 
Texas A&M at three. A&M went and got a big win at Ohio State. It was my preseason pick. Again, I, I would I would switch that now to Tennessee based on Tennessee's health, but that's a glimpse of what I thought of the Aggies preseason. And really, really nothing there to to make me want to downgrade them at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing that uh makes me say, you know, oh wow, they're better than, you know, Tennessee and they should be number one, but nothing really to make me knock them back. They got a good win on the road behind the big three, but hey, can't have everything, you know. Um, so yeah, solid so far for the Aggies. Yeah, Henry Coleman the third had a really big game, twenty yep. and eleven, in, in that win at Ohio State. And it, boy, you get that kind of production. These these guys are maybe going to be top ten in the country. Good. Okay, number number two, Arkansas. Uh, boy, Eric Musselman ripped his team <laughs> after Monday night. We we went into some detail on that. He gave double Fs and triple Fs and no grades, and and apparently no grade is worse than than a triple F or whatever he gave, but. Uh, I have a feeling Eric Musselman will get the, the message through to his his kids, uh, and it, it's a deep and it's a talented team, and it and it's one I think we we think could be in a, a Final Four team by the end of the season. But with Eric Musselman, the way it's worked since he's been in Fayetteville, they sometimes will will have their bumps in November, December, and maybe even take a week or two in the SEC to, to get it going. But uh, I, I would I would not bet against these guys with the talent, but it may take a little bit of time. And certainly it did last time out. Yeah, this is more of a talent and trusting must kind of position here at two rather than what the team has showed uh, on the court. A little bit of a sloppy game last night against Old Dominion. A lot of things to clean up. And Musselman was he was not shy about it. So that's why I don't have any I don't have any worry about this team. I mean the talent's there, the depth is the depth is there. You know, give them give them a few weeks and they'll they'll get it going. Number one, Tennessee. The Vols have been really impressive in two games. Uh, the opener was no contest, and then they go to Wisconsin. Not an easy place to win. Tennessee wins that by 10. Dalton Connect has been exactly what this team needed. Zakai Ziegler has been healthy. I think we have all said it at, at various times. We may not have all said it on the, on the air, but I think Tennessee is national title good. I know Blake agrees with me, and I'm pretty sure you do too. Yeah, this I could just go on and on about this team. I I really like them. Um, I think they're top three in the country. Um, you just went into the Cole Center with a bunch of new pieces against a team that has great continuity from last year. That's very well coached. Uh, good, good. They play good defense, and you just dropped eighty on them. Uh, I mean, this team, this team used to be able to only win one way. It would grind you down defensively. I mean, we know that this team can win any which way you want now. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I mean, the the transfers are great. What can't you like about this team right now? Yeah, we'll be talking about the Vols a lot this year. I have a feeling we'll be talking about all these teams. We we're doing SEC basketball content, even a lot of it during football season. So, and of course, we're doing football too. So, best way to get that hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button, too. That helps our analytics. And tell a friend. God bless you guys. Have a great day. Thank you for watching Southeastern 14 presented by Bet Online.